this emergency podcast brought to you by CDE Light Band. Our good friends at CDE Light Band, as elated as we are over the governor's win against Jacksonville State on Saturday. Talk to them for all your digital needs in the Clarksville area. And now, an emergency, we beat Jacksonville State podcast. We're going to talk about beating the number 11. You're listening to a live edition of the... No, no, you're not. You're listening to an emergency edition of the PCAST. It's With live the because stu- there's, a, there's live a live studio audience in here, an audience of two who just happened to be around while we were trying desperately to work. And they won't leave. And they won't leave. Anyway, uh, the, ne- the necess- necess- necessitation of this PCAST is because... The governor's football team earned a program-defining 52-33 to win against 11th-ranked Jacksonville State on Saturday. It was unlike anything we've ever seen. We were quite speechless and pretty much just stunned up in the press box. Yeah, I've, uh, I've walked out of Forterra Stadium disbelieving the things I've seen on that field before, but Usually it's rarely, bad things. yeah, it's rarely been because, uh, we beat the absolute pants off of one of the best dozen or so teams in the country. It's not rarely because we have, abs- or beat the pants off somebody. We've never well, just now, beat the pants off the best team in the country or one of the best. Well, now I will say that this is our second win against the top 25 team at home in the last three years. So it's not like unheard of, but it's we'll different with Jacksonville State. I feel like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the second loss for the Gamecocks in OVC play in five years. Five time defending OVC champs. Who was it we beat last year? Was it Semo? No, no, I don't know. Who was it we beat last year? In we the beat top twenty five win last year. Ah, never mind. Never it was mind. two years ago. It was never UT mind. Martin. Come That's on, try right. to keep That's up. That's right. It's just. Ne- uh, oh, oh, you want you want to let the guy who's here and doing some of the historical stuff set the scene here? You want to climb up for a minute? Let me do this. Yeah, set the scene, please. Yeah, all right, I'll set the scene. So the governor's coming in against a team that they had not beaten at home since 1960. Chris Austin. For those of you who know, for the long timers or the softball players who know this program, Chris Austin, our statistician, our softball contact, three days older than dirt. He's seen everything. He was not alive the last time we beat Jacksonville State in football. At home. I mean, nobody in this room was even close to being alive. My parents hadn't met. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, with that in mind, what we saw yesterday was uh, unique. Jaw-dropping? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't It wasn't any singular thing that happened either, I think is kind of... Like, there was a, there was a moment where we took a lead off of the absolute blistering bomb that Javon Craig threw to D'Angelo Wilson. And Do you think be- people are going to start guarding but D'Angelo Wilson? I was going to say, before we get too much further down the road here, like, 
it's one thing for him to sort of go across the middle and, you know, he's a little shorter, so people kind of get lost every once in a while. Like, oh, where's the little, little fast dude? But, like, for him to be behind the entire secondary just running free with nobody within 10 yards of him, that's bad luck, Jacksonville State. I don't think any of our future opponents are listening to this cut rate podcast, but if they are, probably should try uh, covering D'Angelo Wilson. Or not. I mean, it's – Or we would prefer you didn't, actually. Yeah, actually, you know – Actually, don't. He stinks. Yeah, he's, he's – terrible. Yeah, uh, you got to – you got to really – that guy. Ooh. You got to really watch out for Sean Whittinghill Sean on the outside. Sean Whittinghill, man, that guy can go get it. He can scoot. <laughs> but <laughs> – <laughs> I sorry, lost my train sorry, of thought there. For sorry, Sean. Yeah, Sean's gonna be like, "Hey, I was just listening." <laughs> I mean, it really turned when Jacksonville State started picking on Cordell Jackson because teams just don't. Teams are dumb. Another piece of advice for teams we're gonna play in the future: probably quit throwing to Cordell Jackson, or actually, no, keep throwing to Cordell Jackson. Keep throwing at him. It's like I will say that the first play he made was a tremendous play. He jumped throughout. He that one wasn't on the receiver or the quarterback. He wrestled just... the ball away from the guy he was covering, made an outstanding athletic play, four stars all the way around. That was that was great for and by him. I don't know what Jacksonville State's quarterback was looking at on that second one. He didn't he never he, saw Cordell. He well he hit him square in the numbers. I mean he thought Cordell was his man across the middle for twenty yards. He hit him square in the numbers and Cordell, I mean, OVC player of the week again. Gonna be up for National Player of the Week again. It'd be super cool if he got it this time. But you know, that's should be a second time. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Um, I mean, it wasn't just him defensively either. You know, you look back at our defensive line just dominated. Our li- just lines, the, the line, lines. both sides of the ball up front. Jacksonville State was getting just blown off the ball. And it was just, it wasn't like we we wore them down or we just showed up and blew we, their doors we, off. We showed up and physically manhandled them on both sides of the ball. And that's not something... That's just the only way you can put it. And that's not something you could say about most Jacksonville State teams. It's not something you could say about any of our past football teams. Well, we've we've had veteran offensive lines well, and we've veteran... we've never just showed up and dominated someone like that. We've never controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides consistently in the same season the way that we have so far in this season. I mean, they had no push. And you're talking about also, you got Kyle Anderson starting at center. Had Kyle to move from tackle to center. Doesn't start at center. We haven't started the same offensive line, but I think twice this year. And it's just like, there's no drop-off. Whoever we roll in there, they're good. They're going to be good. And they're going to beat the brakes off the guy on the other side of And they just locked down a, the number 11 defensive line in the country and made them look like a bunch of high schoolers out there. They sure did. But there's more credit to go around there. More, I mean, no, you know, sometimes we, we look back and we see the, the singular, tremendous individual performances like when Javon threw for five touchdowns a few years ago or D'Angelo's three-touchdown game earlier this year against NCCU. And we remember those a little bit more fondly, but, like, nobody was so far beyond statistically that they can't share the credit with, like, eight other dudes. Uh, Javon Craig, OVC Player of the Week, Javon Craig, like, 15-21, 220 yards, accounting for five touchdowns. But you just wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen it in person the way that the numbers leaped off the page. It just it didn't seem like it was like that great of a game from him. It just kind of happened at the end of the game. You look at the stat sheet, and it's like, oh, 
Javon yeah, accounted yeah. for five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you 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 watch the game go along, and it's like, well, he's making the chains move. You he's remember Kintel's big runs. You remember D'Angelo's touchdown. Then you get down the stat sheet, and it's just, oh, yeah, Javon uh, had three it, rushing touchdowns. Every single thing we did, Javon was the catalyst for it. Um, we were talking about it out at soccer today. Like, is it possible that Austin B has actually the two best quarterbacks in the OVC this year? Because uh, I lean towards yes right now. I mean, I do too. Because I'll tell you, we have two quarterbacks that are, from what I saw, better than Zarek Cooper. Absolutely. And I don't – And I, I, that's a guy that was recruited by Clemson. He went to Clemson. Yeah. So, like, sorry, Zarek, but the Govs have two quarterbacks that are better than you right now. And that's just the way it is. And that's, that's a credit not only to, to them and what they do, but, like, Javon expected coming into this year to largely hold a clipboard, and he just rolled to, out of bed. To, yeah, five to, TDs yesterday. Yeah, to to basically have a couple weeks prep work against the number eleven team in the country, and then do that. <laughs> That's just incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Talking about Cooper, never looked comfortable yesterday. Not one time. Our defense never let him set his feet. Never let him throw without getting a hand on him. Their presence was felt the entire game, and he looked so. And even he when he bad. got throws off, we had what ten pass breakups. We had ten pass breakups. His receivers shoved a lot of passes in the first they half. Drop passes. Our just defensive backs didn't let him get the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, every, not just Cordell Jackson picking balls off. Erskine, Erskine had four pass breakups I mean, yesterday. Everybody, they were just. I mean, they Erskine had like three on one drive. They just kept throwing at him, and he just kept knocking it down. Yeah, I mean this. This was the game they yesterday. Just, they didn't adapt to anything. Either. No, they didn't. They were just like, all right, we're going to run it up the middle while we stop that. Oh, you're going to try and run it at Josephus? Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Run, run it at 5'9 and 290 pounds. He's built like a slab of granite that just can put on some pads and walk. I don't understand how anybody thinks they're going to get through him. You're not going to. Yesterday was supposed to be the game – that kind of determined whether the guys were contenders or pretenders. Well, contenders, obviously, but also, like, if that was supposed to be the class of the OVC, where does that leave us now? I mean, if you look at the standings, we're in first place in the OVC right now. No, we're tied with we're four tied teams. Eh, whatever, Who does, it doesn't matter. We'll get, we got them soon. But yeah. I mean, if the Govs show up like this yeah. every week in the future – I mean, let's get let's clear the spot for a banner. Let's clear the spot for a banner. Let's start making some prep work for. Obviously, this is way like I don't want to put the cart before the horse here because this is. But if they play like that, if they if they show if up, that team shows up, if that team shows up with that kind of preparation, that kind of execution, and just it treats people. every opponent the way they treated Jacksonville State. And I get it. Everybody gets Jacksonville State's best shot. And they were talking about that yesterday, that they get their best shot week in, week out. They've got to be ready to play. They didn't do a good job of that. But if we start treating everybody like we treated them, I don't – Watch out. Yeah. The the losses that we suffered against ETSU and Central Arkansas, those are aberrations. Those aren't the norm. And, by the way, now that we've got a little bit more evidence on the field, who's to say that those aren't two of the top 20 programs in the nation? Yeah, I think ETSU – Played us much better than Jacksonville State. If you made me rank them right now, I'm putting the Bucks ahead of the Gamecocks. Absolutely, I'd say Central Arkansas was the best team we played all year, and it's not even Central really Arkansas close. really wasn't close, and nobody was close to them. Yeah, and they're still barely ranked. Yeah, well, they're they're yeah. a 10, 15 area. We'll see what we'll see what happens when they come out again tomorrow. But just seeing seeing that and taking it back to the because you were here for the the big 
the ending, I guess, of the bad times. We didn't win a game my first two years on campus. Yeah. And now we're here three years later, and we just beat Jacksonville State. I mean, I watched a lot of bad football at Fortera Stadium for years lost, and years like and I, years. We lost to everybody. And Jacksonville State was blowing our doors off. They were blowing everybody's doors off. And now it's going to be very interesting coming back in two weeks against Southeast Missouri when we firmly have a target place on our backs. Cause it's completely different because the, we lost last week. So we, were com- we had motivation. We had something to get ready for this game. We got the number 11 team. We just got beat. Now we've got to sit here for a week. Nothing to do this week. So not going to be a lot of excitement. And then you've got to pick it right back up. And now you're not the hunter. Yeah. You're probably getting hunted because yeah. you just destroyed Jacksonville State. And you've got Southeast Missouri coming in knowing – No slouches. Yeah, they were in a playoff team last year. Exactly. They beat Jacksonville State They last were the year. other conference loss they've had the past and, five years. And they're going to see this as the showdown between the two teams with the best chance of claiming the OVC title this year. That's going to be a playoff game. It's pretty much a play. I mean, it's, it is a playoff game. It is game. a playoff game, barring some kind of calamity. Unless happening. there is a collapse from one of these teams, you've got to think that your OVC winners coming out of Austin P. Jacksonville State and Southeast Missouri right now. I mean, it, it would be a stunning turn of events for it to be anyone else. And that's not to discount anything. It's just we've got four or five weeks now of evidence of who's good, who's not, who hasn't played anybody yet. Hey, Tennessee Tech, no offense. Just show me against a real football team sometime. Please. We've played them. We've we've been through Mercer, UCA. I mean, how many ETSU. teams have we played that were in the playoff last year? Three, four. Three, Three yeah. and two at this point is not too bad. No, I'll take it all day, every day. And most importantly, one and zero in the OVC because, as we've seen in the past, winning the conference is truly all that matters for us. Yeah, and now we got a week to get healthy. We got a week, extra week, to prep for SEMO in Fortera Stadium. Come to Fortera Stadium. That's, I don't know. What are we doing? Red out? White out? I was just trying to get the date correct. I don't know. I think it's a white out. No. Is it a white out? Hey, we're getting told it's a white out on October 12th. Really would have been cooler to have the white out yesterday because I bet people were baking in the sun and all that black. Hey, it's a youth and team day too, so bring all the kids. Yeah, bring the kiddos. Let's pack this place. We need the joint. We need people showing up. Monocle Society Day too. So if you are in the Monocle Society, you should be there. And And if if you're you're not not in the Monocle Society, you should join the Monocle Society. You need to call Katie Locker, her assistant, Johnny What's His Face, and get in on the Monocle Society. Get involved with this, like. That was one thing, I will say this, that was one thing that kind of upset me a little bit yesterday was we got to, we, I mean, we got up to 45-7. It was a bloodletting. I get it. It's hot. I get it. We were bare bottom spanking the number 11 team in the country. People were leaving. Hel- I understand when we the heat. Get, I, I understand all of it, but help us. October 12th. It'll be colder. Yeah, it'll be a little cooler on October 12th. It'll be a perfect... October afternoon, you're, you don't it, have any it, other football in this state to watch. Come watch be, the Gubs. It will be actual football weather, Lord willing. Please. Yes. But Taylor, say a couple of those Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, program defining win, uh, another chance to redefine the program uh, two weeks from now. Uh, one thing, and you don't have any kind of – you don't have the same kind of historical perspective I do because I'm old, but where would you rank that win among the all-timers? Um, for me, that one's 
from in my five years here, it's one or two. It's that or breaking the streak. Breaking the streak was just so much fun. Yeah, it's hard to put anything ahead of that because we had lost what thirty nine straight games. Something that it was the first time we'd ever won a game while I was in college here. So that's probably always going to be number one for me. I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, this is number two. But historically, this might be the biggest win in program history. I don't know. I said there, might. There were so many. There were so many obstacles, so many false starts, and and chances again to break that streak in Will Healy's first year. So many times that we were right there and then shot ourselves in the foot for whatever reason. We will not talk that, about the Tennessee State game. That when we finally got over that hump, I think that was still the most. I don't most, think that win's ever touchable. That's still the most important one. But last night, in terms of biggest take taking us from, hey, weren't y'all that team that lost like 100 straight football games? Yeah, didn't in you the make it on Good Morning America because yeah. you y'all, kept y'all, losing? Y'all finally won a football game and you – you finally got on the TV. Oh, that you fun went to that school you? that can't win a football game ever? Yeah, or, or the one where the uh, sinkhole showed up in the end zone. Oh, yeah, we were the sinkhole or the losing yeah. school? You yeah, we were, the, choice. we were the sinkhole or we were the school that couldn't win. Now, I hopefully, preferred the sinkhole, I think. Hopefully, we can change that bit of the narrative to y'all are the team that took down Jacksonville State and Just opened up the OVC to, Jacksonville State. to finally maybe belong to somebody else again. Hopefully – that will be the long-term ramifications of this. You got anything else to add? I'm pretty much tapped. Simo, be there. White out. And then we got a trip to Nissan after that. October 12th. Much fun. It's coming up. Be there. All right, I'm going home. See you. We didn't know the times were lean Around our house the grass was green It didn't seem like things were all that bad I bet we walked a thousand miles Chopping cotton and pushing plows And learning how to give it all we had As life